0: Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez.
1: And welcome back to the podcast, Saul Marquez here, and I have outstanding guest for you today. His name is Dr. Jonathan Larson. He's the CEO and founder at MedSpoke. MedSpoke is a physician-centric health tech company focused on solving healthcare credentialing. A lot of issues going on here. John's going to get into those, a lot of things that you may find surprising or just say, yeah, you know what, I'm definitely going through that. But the cool thing is that on the end of it, there's a great solution. He uses his contemporaneous tech like blockchain, to get these things happening. John is a West Point graduate who became a board-certified emergency medicine physician after service as an army officer. So, John, thanks for your service, my friend. He then went back to business school to get an MBA and learned the business of healthcare as a medical director at Aetna. So, definitely some education there in the payer space. He's very well-rounded. From there, John left to devote his entire time and resources to MetSpoke, where he is right now. And it's a pleasure to have John on the podcast to tell us about his stories and the great work that he's doing at MetSpoke. So, John, welcome.
0: Uh, thanks for having me, Saul.
1: It's a pleasure, sir. So, tell me, what did I miss in your intro that maybe you want to share with the listeners?
0: <laughs> it was very complete. I mean, I think part of my history and, and the diversity of my exposure and experience in healthcare really led me to where I am today and, and gave me the tools and experience to get here. So I did my emergency medicine training up at uh, the University of California, Davis, and you know, took my first job out of residency. And there were things that I knew about the industry. I knew there was a shortage of physicians that's only getting worse. I knew that physicians were burning out. So I thought getting my first job would just be seamless and easy. But what I found was a marketplace that didn't make it easy. I mean, I I was calling around hospitals. I I knew there were open positions. I just didn't know where they were. So that was kind of my first exposure to uh, healthcare staffing and how we hire doctors and get them in those positions. So I spent my first year as an attending physician at a hospital and then From that point, kind of my the entrepreneurial side of me wanted to see what else is out there. And so I basically became a free agent and I credentialed at six different facilities and made myself available basically to the highest bidder and said, if you have a position that you need filled in crunch time, I'm happy to do that, but this is my price. And so uh, just by doing that, freeing myself up, I... Tripled my income. But the problem and the bottleneck to getting into that job was the problem that we're focused on at MedSpoke. It's the credentialing piece. It's a paper based, fax based, uh, six month process just to credential to work somewhere. So after doing that six times, I was like, God bless, like we got to <laughs> do, there's a better way. There's got to be a better way. But, and the other dynamic of it was everyone was asking for the same information in a different form, whether it was the hospital, the state licensing board, or the health insurance company. They all wanted my DEA number, my license number, you know, where I went to school, diploma, all the personal and professional history, my, my entire personal and professional history, but they wanted it on their form. So it'd take about six to eight hours to fill out this 40 page credentialing packet. And it, there's just no, no synergies in those systems, no overlap, no communication. And I wasn't getting paid to spend the six to eight hours to fill out paperwork for a hospital that needed me desperately. So that was my first exposure to healthcare staffing. And really, wherever there's problems, there's opportunities. And this was just an area that I saw for the sustainability of healthcare. We've got to do a better job of optimizing the workforce we have now. Because you just can't turn on a spigot and churn out a physician. It takes about seven years uh, to get trained and ready to be an attending. So we, in my passion too, I'm seeing healthcare go in this direction of access, you know, accessible healthcare. Yes. And so our mission statement is make healthcare accessible to all by making healthcare professionals accessible to all one Mm. licensing, credentialing, enrollment event at a time.
1: Love it. Love it yeah, I love the mission so when you when you shifted from being an emergency physician, you went into staffing, so you you basically were helping hospitals find the doctors when they were in a pinch.
0: Yes, and it was more just kind of my. It was just me. Oh, yeah. so you
1: were uh, offering your services to them when they were in the yes, office. okay, yes, got it. Got yeah. Okay. So,
0: so yeah, I was. I just wanted to see what else was out there, and yeah, yeah. and I knew that in any physician in today's market gets multiple emails, uh, cold text, cold calls from recruiters because, especially in this market in Texas, there's such a huge supply-demand mismatch. The supply of physicians is extremely low. The demand is is uh, through the roof, yeah. and so. I would keep getting these calls. And, and, and what you find with these recruiters are so desperate to fill that shift, that slot, because yes. if they don't, they're in danger of losing the contract they have with the hospital to staff mm-hmm. their emergency department. There are some crazy stories where, you know, I was working in one place and I had a recruiter say, hey, find somebody to work there. I'll pay that guy whatever you want. I think it ended up being like $3,000 just for that guy to take the shift. And then they paid me a premium hourly rate and a bonus on top of that to go to this other hospital to fill this shift. And, and wow. the crazy thing about it, it was all the same company, all the same staffing company and, and recruiters within this company competing to get positions in different slots. It's just chaos. But yeah, I was doing that uh, <laughs> on my own because you know I, I do have always had an entrepreneurial itch and just interested yeah. in seeing How can I utilize my training uh, to optimize and and maximize my compensation? Love that.
1: Now, kudos to you, John. And so talk to us about how how you guys are are creating results now by doing things differently.
0: Sure, sure. So, and you know, I think any company pivots at some point. And so MedSpoke's original vision was to be the platform that directly connected medical professionals uh, from physicians to nurses. Two opportunities. There's a huge healthcare staffing industry and recruiters who get paid a premium just for matching medical professionals to jobs. But there's not, a, there's not transparency to see where are the jobs and where are the medical professionals. And so we wanted to build a platform like a two-sided marketplace to directly connect the medical professional to the opportunity. So that's where we first went uh, and you know, built a platform. But what we found was There's about 2,200 different boutique uh, to large healthcare staffing firms out there and matching. And there's some innovative companies doing the matching. But once you match, you still have this six to eight month process of credentialing to even get into that job. So to me, we weren't really solving the problem if we didn't crack the credentialing nut. So we, we pivoted to focus on the three things that every medical professional and healthcare organization has to do when they hire. The first thing a physician has to do is get licensed in the state where they want to work then they have to get credentialed with the employer whether it's a hospital or urgent care company or telemedicine company and third usually this is put on the group or the employer then then that physician has to get credentialed with the health insurance company what we call enrollment so we we pivoted to focus and and as i mentioned earlier Each of those entities, when they go through the licensing, credentialing, or or enrollment, they're asking for the same information in a different form. And so what we built was a single uh, repository for all your credentials. And we're talking everything from personal history, pictures of passports, you have to have like a, a social security card, your DEA, all the way through your work history, hospital affiliations and certificates, licenses everywhere you're uh, licensed. And so we built that repository, but then we built in like expiration notifications because part of the complication, uh, complexity of this is you have to keep that stuff up to date. So you have, and you know, some physicians, most physicians have, you know, 10 to 15 expirables that are expiring, not on the same date, but throughout the year. So we have expiration notifications, you know, uh, continuing medical education, uh, tracking that and being able to share that is another component of this. So we we have a CME feature as well. And then another part of this, there's lots of repositories out there to store information where Medspoke differentiated itself is now you can share it in a form that any hospital or state licensing board or health insurance company will accept it because we just use their forms. So we have a mapping technology where you scan the form into the system. And on our end, we map the data. And that's how we pull the information from the MedSpoke platform and put it on the form exactly where it belongs. But the medical professional, they just have to manage their MedSpoke account. And so if they want to get credentialed or licensed somewhere, if we don't have the form on our system, we scan it, map it, and then that pulls their data. So they don't have to Because some of these applications, you're filling out your first name, last name, 10 to 12 times, you're signing 10 to 12 times, and you're putting the same information you put on an application, you know, just a month ago. And so, uh, yeah, and when I worked at those six different places, I was recreating and recollating all that information and just putting it on their form. And it was a complete waste of time. And so our vision is a physician should only have to collate this information once in their career and then update it when things expire, take a picture of your new DEA, update the expiration date, but then you never have to recollate that data ever again.
1: So you guys are removing obstacles, making it easy, and you're like the dashboard that helps them stay current.
0: Yes. And, and, you know, the, the industry's changing and Seeing a lot of telemedicine companies come up. I mean, the Teledocs and American Wells of the day have been around, but now we have a new generation of telemedicine coming into the marketplace. When you look at uh, companies like Hims out of the Bay Area, Hazel Health, uh, Cirrus MD, uh, Blueberry Pediatrics, and all these very innovative companies that are focusing on a very specific problem like uh, Hazel Health, like school based urgent care, you know, kind of where schools don't have nurses or healthcare in the school. And very focused as well, and also hay doctor as well, where they're, they're treating urinary tract infections, things where you would traditionally have to go to an office or, God forbid, go to a, a hospital-based emergency room and wait three to four hours. So we're giving physicians mobility and flexibility with those positions, but then they have to get credentialed and licensed. So we're seeing historically physicians would be licensed in you know, maybe, maybe two to three states, now we're seeing physicians getting licensed in 20 to 50 states. One of our clients, they're getting every one of their physicians licensed in all 50 states. Wow, That's where healthcare is going because in telemedicine, you know, if a patient calls in from Florida and I'm not licensed there, I can't treat them. Right. Uh, so it's, it's, it's part of their ability to scale and grow and compete against the teledocs and American Wells by having physicians licensed in all 50 states. Very so cool. in order in, in order to keep all that information up to date, because every and every state has their own thing. You know, every state has, well, we have this CME requirement if you want to renew your license and, and the dates when they renew are totally off. And and you just can't track it all as a busy physician. So we have our platform, but I also want to emphasize Medspoke is an end-to-end solution. So we have the technology, but we also have service on top of that, where these customers and most of our sales right now are, are B2B, business to business, but we're seeing more and more of the B2B to C sale when physicians you know, leave that group, go somewhere else where they come to us and say, Medspoke has all my information. Can you get me licensed in these four states and get me credentialed with this new employer? So it, it's a very sticky solution because once you're on, uh, if you have any credentialing, licensing, or enrollment needs. We're first in mind for our customers' minds.
1: Oh, very cool. Very cool. So, can you share with us a time when you had a setback, John? And uh, <laughs>
0: what you learned from it? God, how much time do we have? Um, <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, how, oh goodness. Uh, so many of them. I mean, the, what, what the are one the, that
1: strikes you as most the biggest lesson that you got?
0: Man, to me, there's no magic formula for success to yeah. build. I mean, there's certain fundamentals, but you know, my mantra is just, we never quit and we keep learning, whether it's uh, from, from our customers, from each other, from the team. So there's, yeah, there's been a lot of setbacks and, and I've, I've got to get a little emotional talking about it, but just thinking about, you know, where we've come and there was one setback, you know, we had, we secured, you know, our first large hospital client and the relationship, every organization, you won internal champions, but oftentimes you always have to watch for the saboteurs. And so we had a saboteur that really saw Medspoke, our technology, our service as replacing her. Mm. And so it was just an upwards, it was an upwards battle. And, you know, I believe you kill with kindness. I mean, we did, to me, we did everything within our power, everything. And ultimately, like we got, just got the call one day, like, you know, we're we're no Longer using Medspoke, and and actually there was, it was handled like just hor- just so unprofessionally yeah. by them. There wasn't a discussion. There it was just one day I had this email that went out to all their staff like we are no longer using Med. It was a dark morning, but yeah. that that was what really and the timing of it was perfect because licensing was become we were getting more traction there, and it wasn't within a week that we got basically our marquee client, and we had to shift our resources. Because that hospital was taking a lot of time and a lot of resources mm-hmm. out of us because we were doing everything to please actually this one saboteur. And we never were going to, but man, it, I mean, it was a dark day and it's like, you know, we, we lost our, our biggest hospital client at the time. But it's like you curl up in the corner and, and quit or you just, hey, this is what <laughs> what can we, you know. in in that morning, you know, just got the team together, you know, what can we learn from this? What are the lessons? And then let's move on. We're solving big problems for big healthcare organizations. So we, we never quit and we keep learning.
1: So the timing was perfect. And what would you say that one thing after your team meeting was like the thing that shines is the lesson?
0: Well, let's see. It was a constant reminder. You know, you, you gotta be nimble. You, You never quit. You keep learning. But I mean, the thing about it was, As early on as possible, you have to identify that saboteur and you have to put processes in place. I'm like an apostle of process because process takes any of those saboteurs out of it. Because if you set the expectation up front, hey, this is how we're going to do it. Because part of the problem was this one saboteur kept moving the target. They're like, well, you didn't do this. Well, we never talked. Like That's not in the contract. That's not part of our services. And so, But we didn't do the due diligence up front Got to it. really document the process, document the expectations, who's responsible for what, and so that really opened it up for a saboteur to just really make us look bad because she kept putting in these moving targets that were never talked about and never part of our services. And, you know, there was senior leadership that just kind of deferred to this gal, another disappointing part of that relationship. But to me, it's like set the expectations up front, document process, get buy-in from both organizations. So that that was probably one of the biggest lessons. And and yeah, and as we've done, you know, and we've learned, you know, putting contracts in place, you know, over time. And that's, uh, that's a recurring theme. You just got to upfront, just talk through some, have some hard conversations up front and get that process in place because then there's, then there's not that opportunity to sabotage. And it really takes the emotion out of it because it's like, well, this is the process we agreed upon. If we want to change it, let's talk about that. And we can change it. So I'm, I'm huge on uh, process and documentation.
1: Love that. What a great, great lesson shared there, John. Appreciate that. How about the other side of the coin on this? Uh, What's one of the proudest uh, leadership experiences you've
0: had to date? (laughs) Man, goodness. Uh, I think, you know, it's just uh, in a small company as you're building and getting traction, you know, to me, it's just, uh, man, just seeing the dedication of people. (laughs) Man, you're getting me all emotional again, Saul. wait, wait. You know, whenever I talk about my team, that's that's when I get really emotional. And to see people who are willing to really put aside, you know, they could be making a whole hell of a lot more money than they're making a matchbook. But they're, you know, every day just working together, collaborating, getting over, rising above, like petty differences, you know, in personalities to work towards a common mission. So to me, you know, just, just seeing people show up and give their best every day is just inspiring to me and just seeing a lot of the lessons that I talk about and uh, just seeing those at work in doing what we're doing. Cause we're, we're tackling a big problem in a big way. And it really takes that team to be focused, to work together, to never quit, keep learning.
1: Love that, John. Yeah. And sounds like you're very proud of, of your team. So shout out to the MedSpoke team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got a very proud leader on the line here. Definitely what sets apart organizations is the people and the leadership. So kudos, John, for, for that connection you have with them. Tell us about an exciting project that you're working on today.
0: Uh, let's see. Goodness. Well, there's, man, uh, <laughs> many of those, I mean, I think right now we're, one of the biggest is uh, really building out an e-commerce piece of our site to give individual physicians the ability to come to MedSpoke as the one-stop shop for all their credentialing, licensing or, and enrollment needs. And really any process that, that is included in those. So like, because some organizations will come to a physician and say, hey, you need to send us an NPDB self-query. And most physicians are like, what the hell is that? And so, you know, uh, <laughs> so it's a national practitioner data bank query where, where you have to, you, you go to a oh. uh, specific site uh, uh-huh. and it provides documentation of any like malpractice reports uh, that have been reported to this national practitioner data bank. It also has any actions against your license. And there's a lot of those components, you know, whether uh, in American, in AMA, American Medical Association physician profile, Uh, notaries are a big part of this process, how to get fingerprinted for certain states and all the, how do I get license verification? And so we're building out an e-commerce site where we we can do all of that for the Mm -hmm. physician where they just, they're able to pay for it right there and get any of those services done. So we've vertically integrated like uh, you know online notaries, virtual notaries. Cool. Texas just passed legislation over the summer that allows for that and just anything you know, even if they have questions where we want physicians and medical professionals to know that MedSpokes on their side and they're they're willing to do whatever is needed to help them get licensed, uh, credentialed or enrolled because that gives them the mobility and flexibility and to me sustainability of a career. That this generation of physicians wants.
1: Love that. Such a great focus. And uh, I mean, anything we could do to make it easier for the already stressed physicians and even for those new physicians getting into it. So kudos to you and your team, John. It's exciting work.
0: It is. Thank you. <laughs> yes.
1: So, all right, John, getting close to the end here. Let's pretend yeah. you and I are building a healthcare leadership course on what it takes to be successful in the mm. business medicine. It's the 101 of Dr. John Larson. And so (laughs) I've got four questions for you, lightning round style, followed by a recommend to the listeners. You ready?
0: Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, let's
1: do it. All right. What's one way to improve healthcare outcomes? The best way?
0: Collaboration.
1: What's the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid?
0: Know your limits. Know your limits and seek help if you get to those limits. It's okay to say, I don't know.
1: Love that. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant
0: change? Outcomes for customers.
1: What is one area of focus that drives everything in your organization?
0: Communication.
1: And, you know, John, I actually, today, this morning, I I decided I was going to add one to this. Uh So, so (laughs) (laughs) the fifth one, and I'm going to start doing these moving forward. So, So, folks, if you're listening get ready cuz moving forward there's going to be 5 lightning round questions instead of 4 what is your number one success habit focus
0: and one of those habits is every day getting out my legal pad writing down my top priorities for the day and regardless of what happens that day getting doing my best to get through it and if i don't that's all right but what I, what was left undone is at the top of the list the next day you know cuz fires come up all the time i really think just that habit of writing things down so when your head's like all over the place you can be like all right that's the next task i gotta hit that love that john what book
1: would you recommend to the listeners as part of the syllabus
0: wow so many anything by malcolm gladwell but i would say drive by daniel pink incredible lessons on what truly motivates people because it's not money
1: brilliant folks if you want to get the link to the book a link to MedSpokes company which is medspoke.com an entire transcript of our conversation and the syllabus that we just created for you, just go to outcomesrocket.health/medspoke, and you'll find it there. John, this has been fun. Before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you.
0: Sure. The final thought is for all those entrepreneurs out there, never quit, keep learning. And it's easy to quit, but you're going to have dark times. You're going to have dark valleys, but just just never quit. And in terms of how you can contact me, uh, feel free to call 210-739-1421. And my email address is john, without an H, J-O-N, at medspoke.com.
1: Outstanding, John. So if you're a physician or if you're a provider wanting to accelerate this credentialing process, definitely reach out to John. If you're an entrepreneur or anybody else in the health space just looking to collaborate, definitely a bright mind in healthcare that you would want to connect with. And uh, so, John, really appreciate you sharing that uh, method of contact. And uh, thanks for sharing your story today.
0: Thanks a lot, Saul. Appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast.